0: I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Coaches on the Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It is Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week, boys. As always, we got to recap UFC 294 and also preview the massive heavyweight boxing match between Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. As always, we're brought to you by two fantastic sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Rogue Energy keep me fueled up, keep me going throughout my day. And they can help you as well with code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off. Elixir.com, the exact opposite. They're going to get you really high with their Delta 8, 9, and 10 products. DELTS, joints, they got it all. They got vapes. They got everything you could possibly want. And you can get it for 10% off with code SOUNDOFF at checkout at elixir.com. Rogue Energy and Elixir. Again, code SOUNDOFF for 10% off. Well, Angel, that was a depressing one, huh? Uh, Used to 294 going down over the weekend uh, from from you know Abu Dhabi that's a hot arena. In the main event, Alexander Volkanovski, we were really hyped to see him step up this rematch. Coming in here on 11 days' notice, in the end, he gets washed inside the first round. I mean, he stopped the takedown, he landed a couple low kicks, but Islam Makhachev is just one step ahead in the, the brief minutes that we saw, and he lands a head kick, gets the first round knockout win and that's essentially it that's 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 it on the fight dude what do you think i mean admittedly there's not a whole lot to say it just felt like kind of depressing honestly to kind of have uh after that first fight where we were so competitive so close to have him come in here on about 11 days notice and just get rocked it just kind of sucked to see
1: no yeah i think i think i'm on the same page as you on that i think a lot of the, the fight fan community for the most part kind of felt the same way um and just because to show man you can't you know, come in on short notice and, and beat Islam Magadja probably, you know, unless you're that guy, you know, you're that, that different. And, and Volk was trying to be that. And, uh, you know, there's this, this there's been this little debate that's sparked up, Josh. And I'm curious to hear your take on it, whether was it a good idea or was it a bad idea for Volk, Volk to take this fight? Obviously now, you know, with the result, I mean, it's a little different, right? You could say it's mm-hmm. bad for obvious reasons, uh, but you can, maybe you can find some good in it in other ways.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here's kinda of my thought process on it. Um going into this fight, I picked Volganovsky Mainly for the hype, dude. I mean, we we heard people still heard us on the show. I mean we were we were pretty fucking hyped up, you know. We were just excited for the fight. Um But at the same time, you know, going into it, everybody was like, you know, he's got nothing to lose, and I was like, guys, he has so much to lose. Like, yes, he has that featherweight title and uh he's gonna have that until I think he wants to give it up. I mean, Ilya Taporia could be an interesting challenge, but More than likely, he'll just be like all the rest, you know? Um, But look, I mean, I think he lost a lot on Saturday night because the reality is is it's going to be significantly harder for him to get a trilogy now with Islam Mokjev, and I don't think anybody's going to beat Islam for a while. Um, I think Volkanovski is probably the best chance at it. I think with a full camp, we saw how close and competitive – and even even if, like, you thought Islam won the first fight, I think there's no doubt that it was a close fight. It was very competitive – and Volkanovski tested him and he challenged him. Um, I don't think he's going to have an easy time getting another fight with Volkanovski, which is the main issue. So, yeah, I think, he, I think he shouldn't have taken this fight in hindsight. In hindsight, obviously, right? I mean, there, there were guys like Dustin that were ready to step up. And, you know, a guy like Dustin, that was realistically the last time he could get a shot like that. Volkanovski could have easily gotten another shot. And now who knows if he will. So in that regard, I do think he kinda it was a bit of a mistake. What do you what do you think about it? Um
1: I think at the end of the day, man, you dare to be great. You know, I I I think it was uh a good idea in the moment, you know. I think maybe at the time he was like, Look, I think I'm prepared, I think I can do it. You know, maybe he he felt because of how the first fight went, he could come in and kinda try to replicate most of the same things. But uh in the end, you know, he couldn't do that, you know, he had to come in with a, a longer fight camp, have the preparation, have the, you know, and obviously we didn't get to see the full five rounds, how his conditioning was, what maybe those adjustments could have been, because, uh, took it out of your business, man, when well, he had a variety of, uh, a punches of 3 he went mid, low, high once, and then down the middle, and, uh, in the end, uh, the kick comes on and that's the end of that, kind of, uh, potentially like you said ending a potential trilogy i guess maybe that's more or less the, the big issue that he's kind of put himself in the situation where he more likely than not will not get this fight again which is i think the loss right mm-hmm. um if he won though he would have been set up for an epic trilogy with uh islam makachev at 155 and i mean that that would have been a whole other storyline i think that's kind of where the, the negative of this side was that I think the, the, the good side was him trying to put himself, just him putting himself out there and, uh, going for it. And that didn't end up going. And obviously after the fact, we, we, you know, heard what he said and opened up about his, uh, battles with mental health and, uh, other stuff that was going on in his life and, uh, him being very vulnerable in front of a lot of, a lot of people. So mm-hmm. kind of a very powerful moment there out of, uh, out of the former pound for pound.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's something that we got to give a lot of credit to, dude. Um, the fact that he was so open and so honest in that post-fight press commentary, he was kind of talking about how he's struggled with depression, and I think that's – we talked a lot about the passing of Victoria Lee um, and obviously Angela Lee, her own struggles, just within the last month or two, and how it's really tough for fighters to open up because it's such a singular sport. When you're at the top, you're all alone, you know? Um, like, these guys have teammates, they have friends, but it's so hard because it's such an individualized sport. The only person to get in the cage is you, you know? Um, so it's really hard, and I was really happy that he was able to open up and discuss this. I'm sure that helped a lot of people, because fuck, dude, I mean, if Alexander Volkanovsky is struggling with that, like, that's, that's a bad motherfucker, one of the best fighters of all time, a millionaire, has a great family, Have multiple skills, he's a fucking chef. And if he's struggling with that, it can happen to anybody. So I was really happy that he opened up about that. In regards to his future, dude, I mean, he said he wants to January for Ilya Teporia. He's not going to get it, I don't think. Maybe he will, but that cut and that knockout were bad. Uh, and we're less than three months away from, you know, that next card whenever he would fight, um, I believe, 297. I mean, so, granted,
1: though, Josh, just takes a doctor to approve it, so we'll see what true. happens.
0: It only takes one. It only takes one doctor He just, you know, steps up and is like, you know what? <laughs> volk you're clear to go bro like
1: that's not too bad
0: (laughs) yeah you're all good uh so who knows dude but i mean in regards to Islam market dude i mean who do you who do you think will be next for him dude probably probably charles Oliveira, if i had to guess
1: Uh, i would assume so um i think that's kind of the direction they should go and also there's there's history there once again there's a storyline and uh it's an easy sell, I think. Um, and no matter what, you know, if for some reason that ends up falling out, you know, you have Justin Gaethje in the back ready to go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Justin Gaethje said that he needs a title shot. He's not going to. He says this after every single win for the last like three or four years. But he said he's not going to fight again if he does not get a title shot. We'll see. Relatable. Yeah, <laughs> I also will not fight if I. <laughs>
1: By the way, will. Yeah. He become the Joseph Benavides of lightweight if he loses again in a title bout.
0: Um, you can make the argument for him or Poirier, but the, I think the Joe B situation is so weird because like he was caught, he was like the number two guy in not one but two weight classes. It's tough. And I think that's he? the big thing. It's going to be really really hard for another guy to replicate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I,
1: you're not you're not wrong there, but you know what I mean, though. I mean, this would be Justin's third attempt, man. Yeah. Third try. I mean, how many guys in the UFC, we're not including WEC and all that, uh, who fought uh, in in the UFC and got to fight for the title three times to attempt to get it, not even had it, you know? Yeah. I mean, mean, what other multi-fight challengers have there been?
0: Faber, Faber. Your eye Faber. Did it uh, three or four times, I want to say. Yeah, you're right. That's Um, That's another one. But, obviously, he uh, he uh didn't win it. But at least he had the WDC title. So, at least that, you know, at least that for his legacy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And that was before the UC even had the, you know, so kind of, it was all right. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Gates is kind of like that for a new generation, I guess. Uh, a guy that just continually gets title shots and just comes up short. I don't think he's going to do very well against Islam Makachev, but we will see. We will see. Um, I do think we should move on, dude, because that a co-main event, admittedly, is the fight I, w- I wanted to discuss more. Because uh, we have a lot more finality. We know what's next. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev comes in here, gets a majority decision win over Kamaru Usman. Obviously, that first round was extremely dominant. Nearly submitted the champ. Uh, basically, just dominated him every single facet of the fight. Next two rounds are more competitive. Um, I think down round three was definitely Usman. Round two, I thought was clearly Shumayev. In the end, he ends up picking up the win. And now he will also face Sean Strickland. Uh, presumably in 2024 for the middleweight title. He came in at number nine in the rankings. Were you impressed by Hamza Chamae's middleweight debut? we know the story, Kamaru stepping in on two weeks, very similar circumstance to Volkanovski, and he showed a lot but just was not able to get the win. What do you think about Hamza Chamae's up at 185?
1: I mean, he looked great in that first round. Obviously, we found out after the fact there was potentially an issue with the hand-slash-wrist which uh, could have led to why maybe he wasn't going for it more in those later rounds, maybe. But uh, nevertheless, I think he looks pretty good still, right? Um, I think there's still more to see. I think it's I think will be interesting the matchup with Sean is, is uh, there's a lot there when once we get there if uh, if if when it does happen or if it does happen at all, how it can go. And to talk a little bit about Kamara, how Kamara did as well as he could for 12 days. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due, man. I mean, <clears> he. Survive that first round, and I know you know at the moment I was getting a little shit from you guys, but I'm like, I, but I'm like, he's it's the fact that he's still there, though, yeah. you know, you know I know he's not doing much, I know he's not getting out of it, but the fact that he's not getting subbed, he's not you know, in any massive danger, was still pretty impressive to me. Uh, no surprises though from the former champ, right? But mm. to come in on that time and do that, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, we found out after the fact though, that the Usman was offered five rounds, Josh, and he said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, afterwards, telling DC in the commentary post-fight that he fucked up and he should have done it. Granted, though, maybe, once again, the risk could have affected that fight. Maybe it wouldn't have. Who knows? But five rounds would have been definitely very interesting for these two guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And up of again, dude, again, the story being... He doesn't have the gas. I mean, now I thought he looked fine. I think I think he looked. I thought some people were saying he didn't get as badly gassed here as he has in like you know. I thought the Burns fight maybe you know, and a couple of other ones he's had where it's kind of gone a little bit long. Uh, I guess really that's the only fight he's had that's gone long. I mean, you get you get my point. Um Once yeah, again, he got wild in the third too. He did get wild. In, he's uh look, man. I I was very impressed by both guys. I think people took the wrong lessons out of this fight, dude. I really think they did. I think that a lot of people were like, you know, Hamdat's not for real. Kamar came in on 12 days' notice, and he competed with him. He almost beat him. You know, like, how's he going to do against a real 185? But, but, like, dude, like, we have never seen anybody throw around Kamaru Usman like that, bro. Like, that's fucking yeah. crazy that in that first round, Hamzat Jamayev was ragdolling him like he wasn't even a fucking, like... He had never been taken down, bro. So, look, if you're anybody, I'm still as high on Hamza Chamayev as I was. Um, look, if you can get into the third round with him, if your grappling is that good, which, I mean, you can at 185, who has, you know, Bo Nickel?
1: Mm hmm. Who else? Edgar Malaskar, but we haven't even seen it yet because he's knocking out fools.
0: That's true. And it, it, Hamza already beat him, too, on uh, the regional, so. There's a storyline there, but the, the reality is there's not many guys who have that, that sort of ability. So I think a lot of people took a lot of the, the wrong messages. I was very impressed by both guys. I was impressed by Kamaru's poise, his ability to come back and stay in the fight and nearly win it. And had it been five rounds, he probably wins it. So, um, yeah, dude. And I, but I was very impressed by him. Do you, yeah. you want to see him back? Do you want to see him back at 185, Kamaru? Fuck yeah, dude. I, I don't care about 170. Not anymore. Personally.
1: 170, die.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, he said that he wants double champ stabs. He wants to win both. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. Would you like but, to see him fight at 185? Would I like to see him fight at 185? Yeah, oh, would you like to, I'd have to pull up the rankings, but I honestly think Kamara's lost three fights in a row. The UC does not do tune-up fights, but I think they should give Kamara a tune-up fight. Like, somebody lower.
1: Oh, Craig!
0: No, no, no. You know what? That'd actually be a lot of fun, though. But he's booked, so maybe if Paul Craig beats Brennan Allen,
1: Calvin, Calvin, former one seven, you know, uh, what? Oh, never mind. Calvin is moving down to one seventy. Never mind I Calvin's about. moving
0: down one seventy. Chris Curtis, Chris <laughs> Curtis. Versus, I think uh, I think
1: I think Chris Curtis is actually writing a little losing streak right now too, right? It actually kind of makes some sense.
0: It would make sense too, because also we kind of set that that future potential Sean versus uh, Kamari match and put that in a different light as well. Yeah, yeah Chris Curtis is. Uh, Winless in his last two, and no contest and a loss. Damn. So, interesting, dude, interesting. Yeah, I think that, uh yeah, Kamaru, but I, that's just my own personal thing. Realistically, they're going to give him somebody like Roman it <laughs> Right?
1: That's a little finger of a fight.
0: That's a good fight, but they're, I do want to see. Yeah.
1: They're going to finally do Izzy versus Kamaru, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, could you imagine? <laughs> Fuck, man. I wonder how we go down.
0: But, uh, yeah, so next up, we got we got Hamzad and, and Sean Strickland. That's going to be a banger of a fight. Sean already said that, like, you know, he shouldn't get the title shot, but.
1: How, how do we feel about that? I feel like we need to talk about that. We can't really look over that. At the we same time, play. though, Josh, Doesn't they are cu- Let's be honest, they're cucking Dreykus. But outside of Dreykus,
0: who's your other options, you know? Yeah, the only person I, look, I got to be honest with you, I don't feel that bad about it uh, for the simple reason that why did, um who has Dreykus beat besides Robert Whitaker? I understand. They said that was a title of a fight. I understand that. But the circumstances have changed. I can't remember Like, this a fight, fight between Izzy and Dreykus made a lot of sense because Izzy had beaten everybody. Uh-huh. And Dreykus, he had beat. Here's his resume Robert Whittaker, Brunson, Darren Till, Brad Tavares, Trevin Giles, Marcus Perez. Every single guy? That's actually a crazy fucking stat. I didn't even think about that, dude. He, everybody but Brad Tavares in fucking. Uh, Whitaker aren't even in the UFC anymore, I believe. Wow, I believe. Well, Trevin t- Giles may still be in the UFC, but I know. Well, that's Brunson,
1: granted though, Brunson wasn't that long
0: ago either. You know, no, true. no, I know, but still, that is a pretty crazy so, stat. Those, Yeah, I mean, Brad Sobars, Brunson,
1: Robert Whitaker is a pretty good bit of fights there.
0: But is it better than Hamzat Shemaev with Kamaru Usman, Kevin Holland, Gilbert Burns, Lee Li Jing Liang, Gerald Muirshott?
1: Granted, though, that's only one seventy. For the most part.
0: Not all, but yeah, not all of them, but still.
1: You, you know, but... Uh, Kevin there's, Holland, there's, was one, Holland was
0: the, 185, Mirshard, and uh, he was
1: 185. No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to play Devil's Advocate, you know. There's, uh, yeah, there. no,
0: I get it. I don't feel that bad. I don't feel that bad, because, like, he, the reason why... Okay, well, outside of Drinkis
1: and Shamayev, you know, to continue a little bit, I, I, I kind of, you know, want to make a good, like, paint a picture here for everybody. Who would be your other, you know, person,
0: you know, if you keep going down? Nobody. I mean, can you think of anybody? I mean, I'd have to pull up, the. I mean, Ear. Cannonier, but Cannoneer's hurt right now, so.
1: Yeah, but even then, the Cannoneer fight isn't, exactly. doesn't, really, doesn't, you know, I don't even think it makes a crazy amount of sense. I mean, and, and granted, you know, it's, Izzy is still in the conversation somewhere there, but we know he's going to be out for a while. Uh, we're not out for a while, but he's going to be taking time off, so who knows who he'll come back and fight against, too. I mean, after, we know it's not going to be, well, who knows, maybe immediately for the title, but we'll have to see. I mean, I think no matter what, he'll, he'll do one and then the title, right? That's probably what it'll be.
0: Yeah.
1: Whether, that, whether, that, whether that's Sean Strickland rematch, if he does lose to Chimaev, or a fight, potentially there, you know? That'll sell itself. Pay-per-view main event, too. Co-main event, potentially. UFC 300, who knows? Or, <laughs> uh, you know, Chimaev, he? who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I, you know, they're not going to get... They're going to give that shot to Jemayev. I, I think, realistically, you can make a good case for either him or Dreykus. They're kind of cucking Dreykus because they told him they were going to do it to begin with. Um and that's kind of fucked up. So I do feel legit. I feel like,
1: that. I feel like, no, I think Dreykus would have fought for the title if uh, Sean didn't win. So I think, if anything, he's mad at Izzy for Izzy losing to, to Sean. So, <laughs> to be honest, that's probably what would have happened, right? They would like they had it lined up. They, funny enough, they had Izzy's next fight lined up right afterwards. If he would have beat Sean, you're not
0: wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, I do think we should. I do think we should move on a little bit because we got to talk about like, tragedy. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? In Abu Dhabi, what the fuck were they doing? The the commission and the doctors were fucking like, dude. The fucking heat went to their brains over there, bro. That's crazy. Because fucking Magomed on <laughs> Johnny Walker fighting to a no contest because poor Johnny Walker. They asked him where he was after getting hit with an illegal knee. He said in the desert. Turns out that was not the correct answer. <laughs> I fucking I, – I felt bad, bro. I would have said the same exact thing because he is correct. <laughs> well, you
1: know, I remember he, he, technically uh, – I think even if he gave the answer of Abu Dhabi, that would have been incorrect either – that would have been incorrect as well, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, because technically he asked, "What country are you in?" And like, it's the UAE.
1: Yeah, because he could have said Abu Dhabi. He technically would have been wrong.
0: So, and I was yeah. shit. I would have said Abu Dhabi in the moment. Dude, you, yeah, who the fuck? He's in a cage fight, and you're asking a guy who's Geography. Brazilian who doesn't know English. You're asking him what country he's in.
1: He knows <laughs> I mean, English, but not not not. It's you know, it's not his first language. Not super well, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, he doesn't he doesn't need Fabiano all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It By is, the way, um... random little bit here. Hinata Moicano did a tier list on a uh, Brazilian's English uh, tier list. Really good
0: video. Oh, I gotta watch that.
1: Yeah, I do recommend. It was really funny. He had, like, people who don't, like... It, it was funny because the, the tier list obviously was kind of memeing, like absolutely no translator don't e- i can't even understand you and i speak portuguese was like one of the categories they were all pretty <laughs> funny i i recommend you watch it is, oh,
0: yeah Moikana's a legitimately funny guy but yeah i mean this was just a fucked up thing i mean the doctors out there dude like there's always been some sort of controversy all the time in abu dhabi i mean obviously the time remember the time that habib waited, in people were like he didn't make weight you know because the scale was still shaking they called him on weight you know um I don't know, like Muhammad Makhachev. I hate it. Yeah, as I say,
1: they said that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because if you watch his him literally weighing in, he's he's like despondent. He's like, he looks like he's like upset and he's about to really upset. And they're like, "Yep, you're on weight." And he's like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, like just just he's hey, as fun. shocked as anybody else. So uh, yeah, I mean, they've just done crazy. But what do you think about this uh, this situation? What do you think is going to happen? You think they'll rebook this one? Yeah,
1: they'll rebook it pretty quick. Uh, fuck, man. Uh, it's funny. I almost wish they could rebook it for next week because I mean they're literally fighting in Brazil, you know, be kind of like the perfect thing. But uh, obviously the flight and all that, and um, these guys, both these guys cut weight, so I think. I mean, if anything, I th- I think realistically Dana should have probably negotiated a cash weight and make made them fight next week on that Brazil card. But mm-hmm. hey, I I get it, and these guys need time, and uh, I don't know exactly what they want to do, but I think Dana, if anything. And, and Hunter Campbell and all of them should consider kind of doing a, a catchwave fight to make this fight happen, cause, it, it was just very shitty for both of you guys. They, they put in the fight camp. they put in the time, and they won't even get to fight. And they wanted to fight, they were still trying to fight, man.
0: Yeah, it's not like, these guys did nothing wrong. Normally there's like some situation, but even then, like, Mikhail, not Mikhail, excuse me, Uncle Iev, uh, landing the knee, it's like, it happens, dude. It's not that big of a deal. He didn't even land the knee like very clean or anything like that. It wasn't a huge shot, you know. Like he was completely fine. So and they were both ready to go. So, Mangamana, uh, fucking his his entire career, Mangamana collide, dude. I had so much hope, and his last two fights have just been fucking through no fault of his own have just been the fucking disastrous. Crazy shit. Exactly, dude, just a complete fucking disaster. So, you know, just just sad. Um. That being said, I think we should go ahead and move on, because next up on the main card, your boy, I guess he's my boy. He's hes our boy, you know. Ikram Esselikirov knocks out Worley Alves. This one was an – ex I mean, we said it on the show. It was an execution, okay? We knew what was going to happen here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We fucking knew from the second this fight was announced. We knew what was up. And Worley Alves, he's got a dog in him. He's a tough guy, but this was never going to go his way. suffers a knockout loss two minutes in. What do you think, man?
1: I mean, look, I'm disappointed because he was supposed to fight Nazarene Emo out originally, and I thought this would be a great matchup. Test him really quick in the division, putting him in there against a a good kid. And uh, we ended up getting this, which, I mean, look, sick highlight for him, just not what we – not what I wanted. Um, I was very excited to see him fight a ranked opponent. And I hope his next fight is against a ranked opponent because you can tell this kid has skills, and obviously you know they want to push him for obvious reasons.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, those obvious reasons being that he's, <laughs> uh, you know, has the history with Hamzat. He's very entertaining. He's a four-time World Sambo champion. I mean, I'm very excited for his future. This is a squash match, basically, and uh, I want to see him actually face some good guys. I mean, the you know, Phil Hall's a tough dude, you know, so there's no shame in, in that fight. I like that booking. And obviously, this fight, too, you know, was a short-notice one because uh, if he's supposed to face Amy Levolm, like you said, let's rebook that Amy Levolm fight, bro. Like, let's fucking go. Let's see how good this kid really is. Let's say, kid, he's 30. This is a 30-year-old man. <laughs> Sometimes I I forget how old he actually is. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Dana, just how – calling everybody kid, but let's see how that kid does. Um, but opening up the main card, dude, we got uh, Saeed Namagomedov. We know the story here. High hopes, only loss. Uh, we'll guess – let me, let me rephrase. He has two losses in the UFC career. Coming off a loss to Jonathan Martinez, which uh, stopped a 4-5 winning streak, taking on Moyen Goffalov. This one wasn't even close. Uh, I guess <laughs> a submission win in the first minute of the fight. What do you think, man?
1: Quick, man. I mean, I, it was a little disappointing because, uh I mean, and, and obviously we didn't know everything was going to go pretty bad after that, right? But yeah. it, it kinda, we got a few delays, you know, two first round finishes. It was cool and all but it was just kinda like, damn, we're kinda flying through this now. We know this shit's gonna get delayed. Mm-hmm. I mean it was it was a good uh, did, yeah, did you already I can't remember if he already bounced back after that his Jonathan Martinez fight. Yeah, I mean yeah, this is a good bounce back after having a, a decision loss that I don't know some people will argue for Saeed. Uh because he's, he's still young thirty one has a, b- a fair bit of time in his Bantamweight division he, in uh see that last name carries a lot so I think he deserves to be in those big ranked uh fights and hopefully they give him a, a ranked opponent next
0: for sure man and um yeah I mean he has a lot of potential this is this is a very dominant win um both of these main card fights too that we started off. Hot, bro. Then the we card.
1: then we iced out, bro. We we fucking shot. <laughs> we went zero for five, bro, from three. <laughs>
0: it's just it, yeah, iced out. Just it was fucking. That main event was so sad. Walker, Uncle I, just the shit. But I mean, in regards to the prelims, though, you know, uh, there were a couple of big fights. A lot of fuck ups there too. Um, but what do you? What fights you most? people talk about, man. I mean, we we talked about it
1: earlier, man. We can't we can't skip it over. mohammed Makai of Tim Mohamed Makayev announces himself to the 125 division. I am here. I can finish. I can finish ranked opponents. And he, uh, he gets one over the, the veteran in Tim Elliott. Um, exciting, exciting third round, man. What an end. That, that transition against the cage to the ground and then ending it with the choke was just, uh, I mean, that was sick. I had never seen anything like it. I was super excited. Uh, I remember me and my boy were there kind of, we were like, Oh shit. Oh shit. We were kind of like out of it. You know, those first year rounds. And, um, Makai was down on the, uh, on the cards. He wouldn't even mention that. He was down on the, on the scorecards. And, uh, he ends up getting to finish to, to get it done, man. I mean, good for him. Young, new blood in this division, exciting. And people want, been wanting more out of him. I mean, I knew he had it in him. He just needed to get it done for those, for for those. And he, he, he did it. He, he's gotten that one and he needs to get, uh, another one. I mean, he needs, he needs to continue this trend here, and he still has to grow, needs to needs to improve and get better. I think obviously, right? He's still very young in his in his professional career, obviously the long Ami career, but I mean, at the moment, to be honest, I don't I don't know how good Ami to pro MMA translates, and I know the rules are different, and I think they're even different when you're younger. I mean, I'm not gonna get into all of that right now, yeah. but regardless, uh, I mean, I. think... He's, he's one of my favorite young talents. And I've known about, I knew about him before he came to the UFC and I've I've been very high on him. And it's very exciting to see a a guy you, you noticed, uh, perform and kind of come to, you know, come to the lights and and shine bright. Especially he, he was on a pay-per-view again. Obviously he wasn't on the pay-per-view. He wasn't on the main card, but he got to be on the pay-per-view event itself, which is obviously an honor. And he, and he also said he wants to find the U.S. too. He said he's he said, he said uh, obviously he fought in England twice he fought in Abu Dhabi he said he's ready for to fight in a, into, in Vegas I think or something like he just wants to fight in the U S he's ready for the U S market is what he said
0: for sure dude and look he is the future and he's a guy I think like flyweight he might be the the first real legitimate flyweight star I mean I guess you could argue Mighty Mouse but outside of hardcores I mean right. Yeah, so I mean, but, I mean
1: Brandon Brandon Moreno had it there for a while. Let's be honest with ourselves. He really that's true.
0: Did. That's true. Definitely, you know, the Mexican market and all that. He yeah.
1: he reignited that division with the uh, with the help of Davison. I think it, I think uh, Davison helped Brandon a lot, and obviously Davison didn't extend, But I think it was Brandon who obviously got the shine out of that because he ended up getting mm-hmm. the nod and the quadrilogy and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, Muhammad Kai here, he has a, a lot of marketability, a lot of potential here. Uh, so hopefully. Hopefully, we can see him soon again. He's down to fight, man. He's DTF. You gotta give him credit. Yeah.
0: You gotta, hey, he is. He's DTF, and this is a huge win. And Tim, Elliott a bad motherfucker,
1: bro. You, so. Who do you think he should fight next? My favorite question to ask. I mean, he's he's number 10 now. A lot of the guys in front of him are booked. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking of another vet, man. I know Alex Perez. Is, I think he has a fight book. That could be wrong, but it, that's a fight that interests me. Matias is another one that's, that's hard up there.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean. Options. Taking a look at the rankings, dude. He's ranked number ten. Um, I mean, the, if you got the rest of that division, I mean, Kai Carr, France, Manel, Cape, they're gonna fight. They gotta. Um, I mean, you call the man the slur, I man. You got, you gotta do the man dance, right? You know, you call after fucking what was that? Two ninety. Whenever they dropped two in one night, and I know they Manel call, Cape was. He it called the trifecta. I can't remember. The gamer word. <laughs> yeah, he called him the gamer word. So they gotta book that one. Um, I don't know exactly who's all booked right now. Brandon Roy Val and, uh, obviously, Pantoja are going to put on the fight of the year in December. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even a joke. Probably going to end up doing it. Um, dude, what do you think about Amir Albazi? I want to I, I want to push this kid to the top, dude. I'm, like, I'm ready.
1: I, I was so impressed.
0: That's a, that's a
1: hard fight. That's a good fight. I think no matter what, at some point, that fight should happen. I think it would be good for both those guys.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it also part of it, too, is Amir Albazi He is coming off, like, he's ranked number three, but that's a little bit deceiving. Like, he's beaten a lot of guys who are kind of meh. Francisco Figueiredo, obviously, Malcolm Gordon, a couple guys who are okay. But then he beat Kai Carr France by split decision, one of the worst decisions of the year. He needs to prove himself, I feel like. And I think so does Makayev. I think we'd learn a lot from that fight.
1: Just staple. I mean, I don't know. I saw something on Twitter potentially Manel Cape, and Amir Albazi was kind of a thing that was trending. So I mean that might be out of the question, Josh. been doing. we want Kai Car for answers McKay, and McLeavey, that'd be crazy not... if
0: they don't book that fight.
1: We we I know it's insane. I I kind of felt the same way, but we might not even get it. So we might get K and Miro which just I think it's still a good fight.
0: Well, yeah, I mean in that case I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know, So I
1: don't know Makayev. I think he might have to. I think we had to wait it out a little bit, unless Matias Nikola is down to fight, but he's coming off a, a loss to Brandon Ravel, So. I don't know if he wants to maybe take that fight, and maybe he'll want to hold down and fight a different opponent, but we'll have to see, man. I mean, no matter what, you can move through this division pretty quick. I think, if you're active, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Understandably. But, I mean, yeah, the 5 division is popping right now, man. The 5 division is popping. A lot of that has to do with Mohamed Makaya. But looking at the rest of that UC 294 prelims, I mean, look, I think we just got to talk about uh Havid Basharat versus Victor Henry.
1: Dude. <laughs> Another shit show.
0: Yeah, this fucking referee, this fucking referee. Victor Henry got his nuts just obliterated. Um, And then, uh, you know, he t- tries to take the time, can't recover. And the doctor's like, bro, it didn't even hit you. What are you talking about? It hit your leg. You dumbass. Like, just like... The cra- the craziest shit I'd ever seen. That's in the top five craziest moments I've ever seen, dude, of seeing a doctor go in there and tell the guy that he did not get hit in the dick. And then afterwards it was confirmed, you know, as if they couldn't see it on the fucking replay, that, yes, he was hitting the dick. Um, what do you think about that one, man? I mean, just – just I mean, and then I Hamid Boshra taking to Twitter with, you know.
1: I mean, Josh, sometimes these it. things happen in MMA. <laughs> you're
0: not wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're not
1: wrong. No, I mean, dude, it was bad. I mean, we all knew it was bad. And on top of that, we find out Victor Henry's in the back, throwing up. <laughs> and I had to get a, uh, what was it he had to get on his genitals? He had to get a uh, ultrasound. He got a fucking ultrasound on his fucking ball sack, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit was no joke. I mean, hopefully he's fine. Hopefully everything, Hopefully the, the family jewels are okay. Because, uh. I mean, I don't think you want any damage down there, man. That that, that does not sound fun. Yeah, just disappointing. Uh, yeah. Also disappointing because this fight, these two guys look like they were going to potentially make a good fight. Like, stylistically, I think they were going to be good for each other. Ended up not getting even to, to see much of it. So, disappointing as fuck. Just uh, another unfortunate scenario on this card, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a lot, dude. I mean, there was a lot of unfortunate scenarios, and that was just one of them. But in terms of, like, good moments, I think we spent a little bit too much on the bad. Because there was a lot of good moments on these prelims, dude. Um, The main one being, I mean, Mike Breeden against Anshul Jubilee. Anshul Jubilee, if you don't know, is the first first, um, person from India to win a UFC fight. Uh, You know... 7-0, 7-0, very, you know, he won the road to the UFC. He looked like a great prospect. I'll give him full credit. And for, for two rounds, he beat the fuck out of Mike Breeden. And then the third round, I guess Mike Breeden said that, like, in his corner, it seems his like, you know, you got to get in there. you got to act like a dog. you got to get in there, and you got to get in the fire. You know, we are firemen. No, I'm, I'm fucking wrong. Was well, not Teddy Atlas. But they gave, him a, they gave him a great, you know, a great speech. And then he goes out there. It starts beating the fuck out of Angel He literally starts barking like a dog at one point. Um, I know you did not see that one, Angel, but it was the craziest it was insane. Um any any other prelim fight fights you would have discussed dude. I know that everybody's talking about Shara Magomedov. That's we the,
1: got we gotta it. talk about Shara Bullet, dude.
0: Yeah. Well take it away.
1: I mean look the guy you know, he had a, a bit, of, a, quite a bit of attention behind him for, for a number of reasons. Good and bad. I, I you know, I, 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 will be clear about that. Uh, good because obviously he, he's put on some fucking highlights. Obviously incredible cake boxing, Muay Thai background. But also he is, uh, you know, been in, in some interesting situations outside of the cage with, uh, with people and, and getting into altercations with people. So, you know, obviously that's, that's never good. You never want a professional fighter attacking people. You don't want you know the professional fighter hurting pedestrians on the street at all. So Yeah.
0: That's
1: never that's not a good look. But outside of that though, entertaining as fuck man, honestly. Uh obviously he needs some help in the in the wrestling department. So look, he's gotta he's gotta get that improved He's obviously, bam, you saw it right there, first fight and you see glaring weakness and his next fight. If his opponent is smart and they uh and they have those capabilities, they will definitely take advantage of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I think we might have even discussed this vaguely when he got signed, or like at some point in time, but because we kind of didn't really like. If you guys don't know, uh, Shara Bullet, uh, let let it. Let's just say he does not like PDA. Is that a fair thing to say, Angel? Yeah. I think that's pretty, that's pretty fucking fair to say. Look,
1: look. To, let's be honest. In a certain extent, you you can understand it, right? No, you know, taking away in in general, right? You know, yeah, yeah, It could be it could be, it be uncomforting, right? You know, you don't want to see
0: that. I get it. Well, I know. I know personally. Whenever I'm riding the escalator, and I see a guy kiss his girlfriend right in front of me, you rub one out. I gotta fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> we took two completely different ways. But yeah, if you guys don't know, last, uh, last year, I guess, it was like last June, he, uh, he assaulted some guy in public after seeing the guy kiss his girlfriend. And then he, uh, and then he waited for him, where he, uh, sucker punched him, eventually knocked him out, and then stomped on his head. Uh, and that's not including the other stuff, like how, uh, he tried to fight an opponent after he lost a jiu-jitsu match earlier this year. So this guy's a real piece of work. Um, but, you know, I will say, in terms of fighting, he's very fun to watch. So, that's really all that matters in in regards to the UFC. Right. Um, it's not, I mean, like, what, what the fuck do they care about my opinion, you know? Like, yeah, dude, we're, come
1: on, dude. They, they're they not the NFL. They're not the NBA. They don't give a fuck about that other shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't, you know, they don't give a fuck. So, because he just, I mean, it's not like, this just happened. So, if, if some people are like, oh, you know, he. why are you bringing up old information? Like, this happened like a year and a half ago. So, it wasn't that long ago, so. Um, if he were, if it were like two or three years ago, because he's a young guy too, so I'd probably give him a pass. But
1: twenty nine,
0: it kind of it kind of just happened too, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. But regardless, I hope he gets his shit together. Um, because that's a crazy fucking thing to do. Uh, but anyways, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Jin Yu Fry suffered a loss. By the way, one thing we forgot to mention, like three guys fought with staff. On yeah, the- that was a fucking trip, dude. <laughs> Victoria <laughs> Dunikova was somebody who fought with staff. And she said at the post press conference that she had staff on her ass, which popped. And so she had a bloody ass throughout the fight. That's what she said. Same. And she gave that information unsolicited. Mike Breeden also fought with staff, So apparently they were just, dude, they were doing fucking. Dude,
1: and it's crazy because Mike Breeden had staff on his cock, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true, yeah. They were doing, they were doing written medical exams <laughs> over there. Fucking, are you okay? Yes. That was it, you know. Um fucking crazy dude. But anyways, well, I mean what do you, what do you think about this card? Any closing thoughts before we go ahead and move on to a, a massive fight going down this weekend?
1: I mean, do do should we read it, Josh? I think it's a it's a seven.
0: I agree. I gotta seven. put it around a seven. Yeah, a
1: seven I think is a fair score. Maybe maybe seven and a half. Maybe. Yeah. But even then that's pushing it. I think yeah, no, a seven. Overall a seven
0: mm I agree. Overall, seven. I mean, I might give it a 7.3, cause I really like those pre-lint. No, I'm not gonna run. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a nice card. Look, it didn't, it was not as good as I wanted it to be. Josh is giving fucking Dave Portnoy
1: scores out here when he's fucking reviewing pizza, dude. Oh man,
0: that's, that's a fucking, that's a seven-eight, man. You know that's, that's a, a seven-eight. Yeah. That's,
1: a, that's an eight too, man. That's a great score, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, I think that's what I'm gonna start doing. Fuck it. Who cares? Um anyways, man, I think we should go ahead and move on. Because angel, it's going down. We are we are in fight week. Uh Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou is going down this Saturday night from the Boulevard Hall in uh Boulevard Hall in Riyadh at Saudi Arabia. Uh the British Boxing Control will be the host commissioner for the event. It is going to be ten rounds for the Lineal Heavyweight Championship. The WBC title of is obviously on the line, but that's not Lineal is technically always on the line. That's that's the way that lineal titles work. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, if I just said that word without you not knowing how that means, um, that is a stupid. <laughs> I'm just trying. I know that like we have an MMA. You know, we're we're heavily an MMA channel, so you know, I just try and help people. The lineal title is just you know dating back to the first champion, just whoever you know. It's Tyson Fury essentially. Um, He's going to be put on the line against Francis Ngannou, dude. We know this story here. Francis Ngannou, the Predator, 17-3 and 3 from his days in MMA. However, we're not, he's not in the MMA. He's stepping into the boxing ring for the very first time. One of the hardest-hitting men uh, on planet Earth will look to be the one to finally ice the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. 33-0-1, one. the one being Deontay Wilder. Outside of that, he is entirely flawless. And if he was able to take those punches from Beyonce Wilder, one has to, you know, figure how the fuck is Nganu gonna get him out of there. Well, he's been working with Mike Tyson for this one. He, Tyson Fury's gonna enter a minus 2000 favorite for this fight. Uh, Angel, dude, what do you, what do you think, man? Um, give me your excitement level, cause admittedly, it's more about the show than the fight itself, right?
1: I, I think it's a, I think it's like a solid eight and a half pushing a nine. I'm, I am pretty excited about this, because it's just, the possibility, man, is what you got to think about. You know that's what you that's why you're there. You're 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 putting yourself on, on that edge. You know, it potentially happen. Look, it's he's in a tough spot. He has a tall task ahead of him. And for the most part, I just want to see Francis make a good account of himself and complete his dream of, of boxing. You know, because I'll never forget when he was on that Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan podcast when he was talking about him immigrating to, to uh, to Spain, to, to Spain, to France. And kind of how his whole dream was to become a boxer. You know, he was, he wanted to box. That was his original plan. He never, he never intended to do any of this MMA shit. It kind of just, it kind of just like worked out like that. And now hopefully he gets to live his version of his dream. You know, the, the, that, that, that dream that that, that young migrant guy had when he, when he crossed that sea, you know, that's, I think that's what, uh, I really care about because, uh, I think that will be a full circle moment for him, for him to secure that bag. And, uh, obviously changed – he's already changed his family's life forever with the, the kind of wealth he's built and obviously continue to grow that wealth and, 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 and create hopefully generational wealth with the money he gets and, and maybe develop some sort of business and stuff, and obviously the stuff that he's doing with the PFL because he's he's doing a lot for the sport, man. People don't realize that. People are are shitting on him and, and saying he fumbled the bag, but I will always say this. Francis was not selfish. Francis was actually selfless because he was actually going to make the sport better.
0: Mm-hmm yeah I mean, look, dude, I think that uh I'm very sorry I'd have to put this one around in eight, you know, I'm very excited for it, just to see in God who gets payday and also look, you can talk about Saudi Arabia, sure, they kill journalists,, <laughs> sure, they stone people to death, you know, like it's the eighteenth they might kill people for witchcraft still, okay, you know, like
1: <laughs> relatable,
0: but I will say, god damn, they're going to put on an insane show. They have no problem throwing money at shit. And have you seen the setup for this?
1: No, it just looks sick. I mean, so the be, po- I'll be honest, the promo and all that has been really cool,
0: real nice. The posters, I've been a big fan of all of that. So here, so here's the thing, right? Um, they're going to go ahead and have, I guess, they built an outdoor venue for the prelim fights. Nice. And they're going to have the main event in this... Like special venue that only that only the main event will take place in, and they have not shown it yet. Oh, so apparently they're going like all out for this shit. Like they're 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 really gonna. They're also flying in a bunch of celebrities to watch the fight. I don't know why. I don't know why uh, they think that having Floyd Mayweather there would mean anything to me personally or like, like anybody. But that's what they're doing to fly in a couple celebrities. You know, like the, obviously Mike Tyson is being paid by them to train in Ganu. Um, so yeah, dude. It's it's going to be crazy. But look, dude, um, it's time to preview the fight. I mean, it's 10 rounds. Uh, this is not an exhibition. I and, and I see a lot of people saying that, like, is it a real fight? Is it not a real fight? They've been very upfront the entire time that this, this is sanctioned by the British Boxing Border Commission. No, it is not on box uh because I don't know why. They said that it's not a real fight and that it's unsanctioned. Um, but even if that were the case, and, and you know, they put Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua from 2019, which also happened in Saudi Arabia. They also put that on there. So, it is a professional fight. I just want to get that cleared up for, for my boy Francis. I know that a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know if I'll watch now. Some people were, because some journalists tried to start shit, but uh, yeah. It's okay if you don't like, it's okay if you don't like the fight, but let's be honest about what it is. Um, it's going to be 10 rounds, a professional fight, no title online. Angel, do you think Francis Ngannou can pull off the upset. It would be among one of the greatest sports stories of all time. He said he took over one sport. He's ready to do another. Do you think he will will win uh, the battle of uh, the baddest on Saturday night?
1: Look, one thing we got to say, man, is heavyweight. you got to punch your chance. If Butterbean dropped – who did he drop again? I always forget. Butterbean dropped Larry Holmes in 2000. If Butterbean – look, it was 2000. We (laughs) won't neglect five. We just got to (laughs) – it was 2000. But Butterbean still dropped Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes
0: was – Larry Holmes is seventy six years old, but, but <laughs> Butterfield dropped the Eastern Assassin. Okay, <laughs> he did. So
1: have some hope. Look I, I think, look, I think Francis has a tall task. He's not going to outback. He's not going to outbox Tyson Fury. That's one thing that everybody needs to be realistic and honest with themselves. If 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 fucking Francis Agato outboxes Tyson Fury, Josh, we got a fucking prodigy on our hands. <laughs> Let's. I mean, let's be honest,
0: right? Let's just say how it is. Oh look, God, yeah, dude, he comes out there's like per- Pernell Whitaker out there, bro. Like, for this entire time, he just has the greatest head movement on planet Earth. Dude, this entire time, Ghana was fucking around. He's he's secretly fucking sweet pea up in that bitch, you know? Right. We we. You could only hope.
1: But look, I think he has a puncher's chance. I mean, that's. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh like I said, Outboxing these guys would be very hard. Look, it is it is five rounds. Potential for a draw. Scary, you know? <laughs> it's another thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really is going to be more likely not. And depending on how he wants to do it, probably the Tyson Fury show. But we, we're hoping for the best for Francis. And like I said, I, I hope he makes a good account of himself. And a, and if he is able to do it, then fucking awesome, dude. It will be one of the sickest days in combat history. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. He's not going to do that, unfortunately. I wish he would. Realistically,
1: well, Josh, that's the thing because your your bingo card, Ma and I have it, but my bingo card is ready.
0: <laughs> You're picking Ngannou.
1: <laughs> no, You're like I'm he's
0: going to do it. He's got it. I'm not, I'm not picking him, but God, I just you know, I you know, you you can you can be dude. Able. If Ngannou wins, I'll be riding a high that for like uh, the rest of the year. You know, right, right. Like, fuck, like, that's fucking, like, I'm hoping for, man. Like, I understand some people are, like, you know, they don't like this fight, and I get it. And But I really think you, if you know what Francis Ngannou's story, it's like, imagine being born in Cameroon and being, like, so poor that you measure time by how long it takes for your shoes to break and being forced to live in a sand mine to survive. And that's not, and that's just where the story starts. You have to move to France with no money and you home, you homeless. And you're living in a parking garage. All that to become UFC heavyweight champion, and now fighting against the reigning boxing heavyweight champion, being trained by Mike Tyson himself. I don't give up like. I don't give him much of a chance against Tyson Fury. But god damn, is that this, a story. this guy's had a
1: sick life. Dude. No matter what, he he could die knowing that he's gotten to live a pretty fun life.
0: Yeah, I don't see him doing anything to fight, but I'm happy he's getting a payday. So, um. Yeah, if he, you know, and, and look, I think Francis may surprise some people, dude. I know that everybody, whenever Conor Floyd or it was a Conor's not even going to land a glove on Floyd and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so now people are like. Could you, could you imagine first round Francis and Sleeps Tyson if you're like, you know, you know how crazy that'd
1: be? Dude, I literally
0: don't even know. I, I would.
1: <laughs> you know, you, you might like, like combust, right? You might just explode like self-combustion, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, That'd I self combust every night, if you know what I mean. Jesus Christ! <laughs> God damn, it's always skits and bits. <laughs> not fucking anyway. It's always we're always talking about dicks on here every time, every fucking week. <laughs> I've got a phoner, not fucking around. But anyways, yeah. I mean, um,
1: what is he gonna do, man? I'm so excited to come back next week and talk about it. I wish it was Saturday. I'm excited it's, though. It's right, you know. You're gonna be there too, potentially, probably. I hope will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta get you live on air. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see, dude. I think that Engano's uh, gonna fucking. Yeah, I think he's gonna put him on a show, dude. I think it's gonna be an excellent night. I think it's gonna be a fun night. Do you think? Do you think Fury will carry him, or do you think he's gonna go out there and try and knock him out? I think he's probably gonna try and knock him out because it's way too risky to try. I think it depends. Otherwise, I think
1: he'll like kind of try to figure it out. And I feel like this is what pretty much every guy does. They kind of see like what the other guy's trying to do, and it's like, oh, okay, now you're trying to be serious. Okay, What's yeah, time for-? one of those. Let me let me see if I, I'm gonna get serious.
0: Yeah, it could be like one of those situations, like with uh, Floyd and uh, Tension Natsukawa, whenever Floyd came around, kind of fucking around, and he got hit with like a real right hand. And he's like, "Oh, okay, that's how you want to play this, huh?" Like, yeah, like and, and,
1: and Tyson has the skills to to probably kind of coast for a while. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he coasted pretty far, and he was like, "All right, I picked my shot."
0: What the fuck happens if he just goes in there and he fucking takes him out, Angel? wouldn't I, that be crazy
1: I just dude, I don't think I will be able I will probably call Francis Ngani the greatest fighter of all time at that point
0: if Francis Ngannou wins he is to go he has to be right
1: dude right up I mean he is the heavyweight champion of the world in my eyes dude I don't give a fuck if there's a title not in line he beat the don't guy worry, we're
0: gonna, don't worry we're gonna talk about I mean fuck dude the whole point this is the first time in bo- in, in combat sports history when the UFC's lineal heavyweight champion will face boxings. You know what I mean? And now it's not even like there's really any question on who the best heavyweight on the planet is in MMA.
1: Yeah, that's actually a pretty crazy moment, right? Like, if you're not wrong, like, that in and of itself is wild. Because this is the best person at this weight class in MMA and the best person in boxing at their weight class competing together. I mean, has there ever been another time where two guys from the same weight class conveniently an MMA or anything like that cross paths like this before, like this has to be like yeah, first I mean, ever to this, to this magnitude, right?
0: To this magnitude. Yes. Um, I've done a lot of research on this, on this subject, on boxing and, and MMA just over the years, you know, like crossover fights. Like we had a lot of guys go both ways, like, you know, and James Tony fought Randy Couture, but Randy was past his prime. So was James. They're both former champions, but they were, I don't even think Randy was, like, anywhere close to the title at that point. Um, yeah. And neither was James. Um, he'd been out of country for, like, two or three years. Connor and Floyd, Connor was the double champ, or he wasn't the double champ. He was the lightweight champ. Floyd had been retired to that point for a couple of years. Even then, whenever Floyd was fighting, he had, like, retired. He fought Birdo, and he fought a couple other guys. Yeah. So it wasn't like people even knew his true skill level. These,
1: yeah. These guys are so, fighting each other yeah. at their best, at their best They're time. fighting
0: each other in their primes. They are both champions. Like No excuses. Yeah, it's the first time in Combat Force history when that'll happen. So I get why people if they're not interested, I get it. At the same time, this is the highest level. This is the, the literally the highest like the, level the of of, line, this, dude. of what this can possibly be. And if uh if and Ghana wins, does he fight Oleksandr Usyk? <laughs> dude, that's
1: a whole other conversation in itself, right? We don't want to sack ourselves out. But it is kind of wild that Tyson, if he if he pro he, well, you know when he does get stuff done or if he does get stuff done, he's gonna turn around and fight in December against Usyk, mm-hmm. which dude he might get fucking Stipe'd, bro, you know what I mean? What do you mean? You you remember fucking uh, Stipe fought uh, Francis and like turned around and had a pretty quick turn and fought oh. DC and DC knocked the fuck out
0: of Stipe? Yeah, that was that was more like that was like Jan that was like from like February to July though. This is, like, October to December, so it's even worse. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Dude, I, I, it could happen. That's exactly... That's why I think he may not coast, though. I know everybody's like, you know, he may coast, but at the same time, it's like... He's like, shit, I gotta get this motherfucker out of here. I gotta be ready in two months. Exactly. If he gets hit, if he takes a big cut, it's, that's GG. If he gets damaged, it's kind of GG. Who knows? Um, I think that... I think, realistically, here's how the fight's gonna go. Uh, and Ganu is gonna go out there and blitz him early because I don't care what he says. If they're working on boxing fundamentals, they're fucking stupid. Just work on work on one punch, and maybe work on some Deontay while they're windmilling, and that's basically your best chance. Not overhand you know, right? Real, <laughs> I think realistically, he get gases within three or four. He gets taken out around round seven or eight by TKO. That's that's my guess. That seems like a also,
1: realistic strip. <laughs>
0: that's that's the realistic fight. I think if he, I think if Fury wants to, he could just fucking do it. Do, do it in the first four, four, first three. Yeah, I think so. I think you really could. Also, so. it's,
1: it's also, also that fight vision, right? Like that boxing fight vision too. Right, that's something that Francis really won't have, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows, dude? Those bigger gloves and all that. Francis, is like, man, I used to fight in tiny gloves. <laughs> okay, let me see what I can do now that I can cover up.
0: Mhm. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, it, there's just so many unknowns, and we have no idea. And how much is like Engano showing, and it, it it is what he's showing actually. Like, how serious is he taking it? Obviously, we hope very serious. But you know, yeah, I mean, he looks in great shape, so that's good. I mean, he always but, looks in pretty good shape, though. That's true. That's true. um But yeah, dude, I'm ve- I'm very excited. Well, to see how it. serious is
1: Tyson yeah. taking it? You know,
0: that's the better question. I'm assuming pretty fucking serious because he's he's you know about to fight sick afterwards. If I had to guess, it's probably taking it pretty fucking serious, bro. You know? I don't know. That's just that's just my guess, though. But, um, anyways, man. Um, any closing thoughts on this card before we go ahead and move on to some news?
1: Uh, nothing much, man. Obviously, I think there's a few decent fights on the other card. Obviously, I always enjoy watching guys like Joseph Parker. There's actually a Russian fight around here. I'm our, our Bank Makhmudov. I saw his last fight. Banger two round fight. It was it was on the Anderson and Martin Undergarder on ESPN. If you ever get a chance, Josh, it's only two rounds. I would recommend rewatching it. Pretty fun guy. You, you, said, you
0: said Arslan Makamov? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking killer, right?
1: The guy's a unit.
0: Yeah, I saw him fight Carlos Takam back in I think last year, the year before. But he beat the fuck out of him.
1: And granted though, he went to distance on that one. His last two he's finished in the first and second.
0: Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. I'm actually really happy you shouted him out.
1: Yeah, hopefully soon he gets that next step because he is 34. But granted, you, you do last a while at heavyweight. But you know, you still want to get these guys when they're relatively young and give them their shot.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%, dude. 100%. Um, nonetheless, I do think uh, it's about time to move on. I'm, regardless, just going actually close it out. Very excited for this fight. And uh, in case you guys are not aware, if you're not aware, it's going down in Saudi Arabia. In okay? case so we haven't said that. <laughs>
1: That's, that's so, Saudi Arabia, Josh.
0: Saudi Arabia. So that means it's going to start at, like, 1 p.m. Central time. Although, the, the, you know, because it's boxing, just the main card, I want to say, starts at 1 in the Angel. The fight won't happen until, like, 5 p.m. or some shit.
1: Dude, yeah, I know. I saw. But granted, that makes sense because of how long, you
0: know, boxing runs. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. But uh, anyways, man, uh, we do got a bunch of news, and I, I kind of hinted at it earlier. Uh, Franz is is clearly the best MMA heavyweight on the planet. There's no longer any questions because John Jones is now out due to injury. He is out of UFC 295 due to do a torn peck. Stephen Miocic also now out of UC 295. They want to rebook that fight. Um, there is no location, but apparently that's, that's the plans. Um, or not location. I mean, a date or no eye, but apparently he, a torn peck will keep you out eight, nine months and that's just to recover. That's a year. So he's going to be out for around a year. And who even, and John Jones, man, he's 36. Who even knows if he'll come back? But it's all right, though, because, Angel, the future is now. Tom <laughs> Aspinall and Sergey Pavlovich stepping in for the interim title. I mean, keep, I'm going to say something, Angel. It's going to be controversial. I really do feel like growing up is admitting that Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich is a significantly better fight than John Jones versus Steve Emmyochitz. Am I crazy? I, there's
1: there's they're both very good. They're both very, very fucking that's a good.
0: cough out answer Andrew.
1: <laughs> they're both good. They're both very good. I I,
0: all right, all right.
1: I, I am very all right. excited for this though. Like you're not wrong. Like if we weren't gonna get this, holy fuck, this is very good as well. Yeah.
0: No, one hundred percent dude. I mean it is it is very, very good. It's an awesome fight. And I actually saw that Tom Aspinall uh, said, and I, I really do wonder if we're ever going to see John and Stepe fight again, because I saw that Tom Aspinall said, uh, revealed, he said he was sworn to secrecy, but essentially the UFC internally <laughs> did believe that both of those guys were going to retire.
1: Double uh, retirement. Double great? retirement.
0: And they were already planning on booking a vacant title fight for the next year between uh, Aspinall and Pavlovich. So pretty interesting that they were already planning towards the future, dude. Um, admittedly, I'm very excited for this fight. Like I said, I don't. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot to say here because we're going to be previewing this fight in two weeks. But I will say that it does give me a lot more confidence. I know some people were like, "Dude, we just saw Volk step in on two weeks' notice, and now we're about to see fucking Aspen all do the same thing." He's had to been, wait though. Yeah, and he has been staying ready. He's been staying ready. He said he's been in the gym. He's apparently he was already planning on the vacant title fight for next year so let's fucking go dude um very excited very excited for it man but uh that's not the only fight announcement we got angel we actually got a couple more fight announcements. bkfc 56 going down in december will be headlined by mike platinum perry taking on eddie alvarez we know the story here mike platinum perry i mean come on dude one of the most entertaining men alive uh, especially in that bare knuckle ring, taking on Eddie Alvarez, who made his debut in April, picking up a win over Chad Mendes. Uh, pure violence. Pure violence is this one,
1: right? Violence personified.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? Do you, what's your excitement level for this match, I man? I did not see this one coming at all. I really thought they were going to end up booking that Darren Till fight, but apparently not.
1: No. Yeah, apparently not. I'm, this is a solid nine, man.
0: Yeah.
1: This is a solid nine. I I am fucking. Yeah, I'm pumped for this. I mean, yeah. you, saw, you saw how good Eddie's fucking debut was in BKFC. We you, have obviously seen how successful Mike's been. I mean, it's gonna be a banger of a matchup.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, it's gonna be an all. It's gonna be an absolutely insane banger. This fight really came out of nowhere. I did not see it coming, dude. Um, ultimately, I mean, look, dude. I think this is. I don't want to say this is kind of a really rough matchup for Eddie Alvarez, but. I kind of, I kind of feel like Eddie Alvarez kind of get fucked up for this one, man. I gotta say it. I gotta. Yeah, uh,
1: you're not wrong. Yeah. But hey, man, they're building up Mike Perry well. He's beating these legends, bro.
0: You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of a, uh, a lot of big fights for him, man. A lot of big fights. Rockhold, Alvarez. Maybe, who knows who could be next? Could be anybody next. Pettis. Oh God. Well, they just booked Pettis against Benson Henderson. The In
1: karate combat though.
0: I know, dude. Pettis, fucking Benson Henderson. I really thought he was gonna be one that they retired. I don't know, you know why he just seemed like one of those guys, and then instantly he's like, him, "Fuck you!" <laughs> one more. The money must have been good. Oh, I'm sure the money was good, dude. I have no doubt about it. Good for that. So good for dude. him, honestly. Get that bag. Yeah, get that bag. Well, yeah, dude. Um, it's all I got to say about BKSC. We're kind of speed running these fight announcements. There's not a whole lot to say about them because we're gonna be talking about them because it's about to be November. So, um, yeah. But and next up, dude. Ryzen 45. If you guys are new to the pod, maybe you're new to maybe you're new to Ryzen as well. Ryzen does their uh New Year's Eve cards every year, and they announce multiple matchups for Ryzen 45 going down to December 31st. Will be headlined by Juan Archuleta taking on Kai Asakura In addition to that, they have Koiji Horaguchi flyweight title against Makam- Makamoto Shinryu, Clever Koi taking on Yasakura Saito, and also Hiroshima Okuhugo taking on John Dodson, all bangers, dude. Ryzen—they've slowly, you know, in in a world of of uncertainty in MMA, Ryzen refuses to die, and they keep on putting on low-key banger fights, man. What do you what do you think about a couple of these fight announcements?
1: Oh man, I'm excited. Ryzen always puts on a fun show, and they got some fucking good matchups in there,
0: man. Yeah, for sure, dude. Juan Archuleta really, really bringing it back, man. Really love to see him having some success, you know? But
1: Yeah, he was uh, having it rough there for a bit, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, well, and also just in Ryzen, too. I didn't expect him to do as well uh, there as he has. He really likes fighting for the promotion, or fighting under the promotion. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude, he hasn't even really paid any attention to Bellator. Although Bellator, I mean, who even knows what's going on there? So
1: I mean, Bellator might not, even be, might not exist anymore, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, who fucking knows? I mean, we didn't talk about it whenever they officially announced it, but Showtime dropping MMA and boxing at the same time? And that PFL deal has not gone through yet. Yep. Going to be interesting. Well, they got one
1: more show. They got one more show, right? This is the 301 or whatever. 301,
0: I believe, is happening under Viacom. Which will be their last. That's the end. That's the end. So, we'll see. We'll see, dude. Um, Speaking of Bellator, I'm actually actually glad you brought them up. Because Dylan Danis, um, you know, coming off a loss to Logan Paul, Dylan Danis is now a free agent, Angel. Um, he said he wants to go to the UFC. He said, I mean, he also talked about potentially a rematch with, with Logan. Uh, do you have any interest in seeing Dylan Danis fight anybody ever again? No. All right, next up we have Michael Venom Page. Uh, who is in <laughs> <laughs> Michael Venom Page is in talks with the, the UFC. Uh, if We're talking about actual fighters and bad <laughs> motherfuckers. Um Absolutely.
1: Dude, I just saw something. So, Keem, like? so Keem said that today they're gonna have a happy punch announcement, and then he later tweeted just like right now, like five minutes ago, big happy punch announcement. It's like an Irish flag. And the first fucking comment was, "Holy fuck, this is Conor McGregor!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, dude!
1: I'm sure they're just gonna have a show in Ireland, but it was yeah, that
0: still... probably.
1: It was funny probably. as fuck to see.
0: Dude, that's so fucking funny. I love that. Um. Anyways, man, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, Dylan dance free agent, don't really care. Uh, Michael Venom Page is a free agent, though, and I do care a lot. Um, he was seen at UC 294. Not only was he seen at UC 294, for a former Bellator guy, David doesn't give a fuck about Bellator, right? And he normally doesn't like any big free agents. He doesn't like signing big free agents these days either. But fucking, uh <laughs> he said, hey, we're talking to the kid. Michael Venom Page is like 37. But he's like, hey, we're talking to the kid. And uh, we like him a lot, so we'll see what happens. What Do you what, you really think that they're going to sign Michael Page, dude? I mean, it's, it seems like it's actually going to happen.
1: It seems like it's actually going to happen, like you're
0: saying, my G. Yeah, I mean, who do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about potential opponents. But who do you, you want to see him fight? And if you had to guess, where do you think he's going to debut? I could see him coming in. Honestly, I could see him coming in at UFC 300 or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm on Simbo, but there's only one guy I want to see him fight, Josh. Wonderboy. Wonderboy.
0: Wonder Boy. Wonder, boy. <laughs> Wonder You're singing that Wonder Boy by Tenacious D, which is the most un-Wonder Boy song, by the way, if you guys... <laughs> yeah, very, very un-Steven Thompson. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, that's the fight I want to see, too. Um, who even knows? But he's fighting Shotgun, so he's currently booked. But maybe in the future. I don't know, dude. I think Michael Vinopage, they got a sign, and dude for what they're doing at this point in time and in this viral age of social media and all that shit, like dude, MVP is a, is a human highlight reel. Did you, and even put up a post that was pretty cool. It was like, uh, wanted, you know, and it was like a custom graphic or whatever of like himself. And it's like in GTA and it's like, UFC put a bounty on you, PFL, put a bounty Mm -hmm. on you. BKFC put a bounty on you. It's something like really cool. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking, let's go. Michael, but dude, like, let's go. Um, very excited to see where he goes. Hopefully, it's the UFC. I don't want to see him in PFL. I don't care about bare knuckle. Let's fucking, let's go straight to the top, dude. I want to see the best fight the best. Um, and I think MVP, even with that loss to Storley and a couple of his other ones, he still is one of the best on the planet.
1: Dude, Leon Edwards MVP could be a fucking banger of a matchup, too.
0: Oh, God, don't even, don't even say that. Oh, God, you think about that. Dude, you're rock Look, hard with emotion,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Off the bat.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to see MVP hopefully signs the UFC. I'm sure he'll sign right after we get off air here because that's just the way it works sometimes. Um, Probably more look, yeah. yeah. But uh, last last news of the day, this is a funny one. Um, Bud Light is the official sponsor of the UFC. They have dropped Modelo. No longer a fighting spirit.
1: (laughs) No longer. No no
0: It is – it's now Bud Light, Angel. Um, so you're going to – Saturday night's going to be popping up, with, popping over the gay beer. You know, you're gonna be going to be doing not, that. I mean,
1: I, I fucking hate Bud Light, so no, never.
0: Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I saw – I've seen a lot of people that are, like, angry about this, and it's like, guys, if you ever drank Bud Light to begin with, you were the problem. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had, but like, one of the first times I ever drank, I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Like, why the fuck
1: do you? Why would you ever put this in your body?
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. So if you're one of those people that was, like, drinking it, and then you were like, oh, they put they had, they partnered with a fucking By the Spanish way, way it's like, nah, man. Like, who cares, you know?
1: Real understand? quick. You were talking, you know, you talked to either, but they're, uh, they're going to have a bunch of, like, famous people at the fucking Francis fight. Apparently, they already confirmed Cristiano Ronaldo will be in attendance for the Tyson Fury fight versus Francis Saturday night.
0: Oh, Chris so, Ronaldo's gonna be there.
1: That that's that's a pretty that'd be that's as high profile as hell profile you can fucking get it. You to know? be fair, aren't they paying him like a billion dollars or something? Uh I mean I don't know how much islands is paying him, but I'm sure he's getting paid very, very well. I don't know, I, there's no way they're paying him a billion dollars. But he's getting I'm sure he's getting paid pretty well.
0: Yeah. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say for how much they're paying him, I think they could tell him, Hey, go ahead and pop on over to fucking I mean, head head out to Riyadh. Go ahead and hang out for a night. You
1: know, shit, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, that's that's basically all we got, dude. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a light week. There is no UFC. There is no Bellator. There is no PFL. There is no Rising. There is no. Um, there may who fuck King of the Cage. Maybe having an event. Who knows? You know. But uh, yeah, any closing thoughts, man? Before we go ahead and head out.
1: Fuck man, I'm just excited to come back next week, have a card to talk about, I want to say recap the boxing event, maybe some historic shit happens. So, I appreciate everybody, I appreciate all the viewers as always, I appreciate all the love on the, on all the comments and everything, and I want to say the continue the continued support by the community.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and we appreciate all your guys' support all the time, man. I mean, 1250 with 1,250 subscribers is the count as of today. So, appreciate all you guys. Let's hit 1,300 um, by the end of November. That's a fun little goal. Um, and we hit 500,000 views this month as well, so appreciate that. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the fights. Hopefully, we're back here on uh, next Friday night talking about how Francis Ngannou shocked the world. Uh, but if not, that'll be all right. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. And bug grease. Mouse click.